Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and today, well, lucky you, it is the second podcast of the day. Uh, and we are talking about UK news again rather than the Cheshire and Amersham by-election. And it is time to go back to Northern Ireland because I feel, um, well, <clears throat> I don't know why I wasted all that time staying up to, to try and find out who the First Minister and Deputy First Minister are going to be because Edwin Poots is um, gone. The leader of the DUP, or should I say the former leader of the DUP, has resigned uh, after just 21 days in the job. Uh, So let's talk about why, what led to this resignation, um, what happened about the, the whole furore between the First Minister and Deputy First Minister nominations, and why the party have forced him out. Anyway, that is what we are going to talk about on today's episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. So, yeah, this is um, this is not quite a podcast I thought I was going to have to be making, because it was, well, just 21 days ago that I was talking about the new leader of the DUP, um, Edwin Poots, who had just beaten Sir Geoffrey Donaldson, in a very close leadership vote. In fact, uh, it was it, well, it was really close. It was sort of whisker thin. Uh, the well, whisker thin. The uh, the victory for uh, Edwin Poots. Um, but now, well, it is time for a statement from. Edwin Poots to say, I have asked the party chairman to commence an electoral process within the party to allow for a new leader of the Democratic Unionist Party to be elected. The party has asked me to remain in post until my successor is elected. This has been a difficult period for the party and the country, and I have conveyed to the chairman my determination to do everything I can to ensure both unionism and Northern Ireland is able to move forward to a stronger place. And with that, it was bye-bye, Edwin Poots leader of the DUP. Hello, Edwin Poots, former leader of the DUP. So, what happened? Because, well, there was clearly uh, an appetite for change in the DUP to move on from Arlene Foster, uh, and those DUP MPs and MLAs had uh, a feeling that they were being ignored by their leader. Um, and, well, it looks like it happened again. Um, after three weeks, this died-in-the-wool, born-raised DUP man, his father helped to found the DUP, joined the party as a teenager. He said he would be a listening leader for his MLA colleagues, those people who serve alongside him in Stormont, who felt that Arlene Foster wasn't listening to their voices, wasn't listening to their concerns. And then he went off and on the first vote, uh, made a decision, and the party just said no. No. This has all fallen down over the the nomination of Paul Given to the position of the First Ministership um, in a deal with Sinn Féin. Because as part of the Northern Ireland peace process, the Northern Irish Executive, which is their government and cabinet, 
has to be um, essentially bringing together all all parties. Uh, normally, you will see a, a full five-party executive, or have many parties are in the uh, Stormont, which is where the Northern Irish Assembly sits, um, and they bring together unionist nationalists and sort of people who try not to take a position, like the Alliance Party, or very middle middle of the road, um, and therefore. Every time there is a resignation or an election, the parties get together and they nominate a first minister and a deputy first minister. And it is the way that the the convention and the, the, the legal process is written that the largest party gets to nominate the first minister. And then the largest party of a differing, I don't want to say faction, but um, opinion on on Northern Ireland's constitutional status, so whether it should be part of Ireland or the United Kingdom, uh, gets to nominate the Deputy First Minister, and then they have a, a full um, stormant vote, and the convention is that once a deal has been hammered out, whomsoever the, the largest party put forward as their nomination for First Minister gets confirmed by the rest of the parties as well, uh, they go along with it because of the deal they signed, and then whoever the, the other party put forward as a nomination for the deputy first minister that is then voted for by all of them and they go along with it because um that's what the the deal they signed up to is to to share the power and to make sure that the peace process works fine so good and this is why last night or rather the night before i was staying up to try and find out who was being put forward for what and whether or not this deal could go through because we knew who the the candidates were going to be essentially uh, the dup and Eben poots had said well Paul Given is going to be our candidate for First Minister. And indeed he was. And Michelle O'Neill was back in post as Deputy First Minister. She was Deputy First Minister for, for Sinn Féin uh, alongside Arlene Foster, but when she resigned, um, because they're elected essentially as a team, if one goes, they both go. Um, now, it's no surprise that those two were the, the nominees. We sort of knew that was going to happen. Uh, and we knew that Sinn Féin were not going to join a Stormont government without an Irish Language Act commitment from the DUP. Um, and it would appear that they got it, because they said, yep, we'll, we'll join the government, we will make sure that the full five-party executive forms. Except that executive has lasted a pitifully short amount of time. Or rather, the executive itself hasn't fallen. Yet. Um... And the deal that that has put together is still functioning. But the man who helped put it all together as leader of the DUP and the man who officially nominated Paul Given for um, for the, the role of First Minister is gone. And it's interesting. You know how I mentioned that the entire... Um, the entire party or the entire Stormont gets to vote on who the First Minister should be? Well... They did, because they do. And of the 28 DUP MLAs, members of the Legislative Assembly, so essentially the, the MPs in Stormont, um, although they're not called that, of the 28 DUP members, four voted in favour of their candidate, and 24 voted against. Yeah, he... Edwin Poots really went off on a charge in one direction, sort of did that comedy double take over over both shoulders and realised it was just him, his mate, 
and their two helpers. Everyone else, the main cavalry, was just sat there going, hang on, can't we just wait a little bit? Because that's what they were asking for. They weren't asking for him to necessarily reconsider. They were just saying, no, 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 we we would like you to stall the nomination so we can talk over as a party the decision about the Irish Language Act, the decision about how to move forward in government, the, the decision on who potentially should become First Minister. Because it is interesting that he didn't choose to become First Minister himself. Um, leader of the party, you would expect normally to, to go into the uh, role as the candidate for First Minister, but apparently not. Um, but anyway, that's, that's by the by. He's gone now. He's not going to be leader of the party for much longer. He's only acting, he's essentially an acting leader now until they can get their heads together and um, figure out who their new leader's going to be. But he really didn't listen. I mean, all they really wanted was for him to be a listening leader in a contrast to Arlene Foster, who was seen to be sort of pulling the party in directions that the, the MLAs and the members might not have wanted it to go. And then he really did the same thing, and, oh, Edwin Poots, he set himself up there. It's it's like in, in, a, in a game of, oh, I don't know, snooker, where if you're down the pub and you call your mate out for, I don't know, missing a very easy shot, and your cue ball's in just the right position and you end up fluffing an even worse shot after just giving him lip for uh, missing that shot in the first place. It doesn't look... It doesn't look good. I I do pity the guy in in this instance. Uh, But he has rather uh, used the rope with which he ended Arlene Foster's political life to take his own. That... It's it's not a good look for Edwin Poots. Um, if he, if you say you're going to be a listening leader, and it takes all of three weeks for the party to say no, no, you're not listening. We would like you to go. What was he listening to? <laughs> if it takes three weeks for the party to be sick of him, then exactly to whom was he listening? Now, the the reason Edwin Poots is going uh, is obviously a matter for the, the party, and this is why they held a special meeting. Uh, there was a special meeting of the DUP MLAs, uh, members, and, or rather the, the officers of the DUP, and party sources have described the meeting as robust. I, I would imagine this was something akin to the meeting of the 1922 committee after... Theresa May's disastrous 2017 general election, or at least in in terms of having strength and stability in the government, it was disastrous. She still maintained her grip on power, but it was weakened, and her own personal mandate was weakened. Um, This sounds like that, but factor of ten worse. Um, And whilst no motion of no confidence was tabled at the meeting, it is understood by a number of sources, the BBC are saying it, Sky are saying it, uh, I think the Guardian is saying it as well, that the motion of no confidence was mentioned. Um, and it was essentially uh, a meeting in which the, the feeling was, Mr Poots, do the right thing and jump before we push you 
and then kick you a lot. Uh, because if if he hung around, I think that the the party would have become uh, aggressive in its movements to remove him. This was the the way out with. I would like to say with dignity, but it isn't really because he's really falling on the the sword he laid out for the previous leader, or he and other members of the DUP laid out for the previous leader. Um, And despite knowing precisely where this trap was, he walked straight into it. Um, And he's gone. He was leader for three weeks. He did the square root of... FA in post. All he did was announce his leadership team, nominate them, and then resign. That was the the long and short of Edwin Poots's time as leader of the DUP. Um, so is it going to be a, a revolving door policy? Everyone gets 21 days in the job, and then we move on? No. Well, I guess there needs to be a new leader. And it'll be interesting to see who puts their names forward. Um, I think... Jeffrey Donaldson has a very good chance of being the next leader of the DUP. He was the man against whom Edwin Poots ran. They both represent the same uh, constituency area, both the Lagan Valley. Um, the difference being Jeffrey Donaldson represented in Westminster and um, well, and uh, Edwin Poots does it in uh, Stormont. And he will continue to represent Lagan Valley in Stormont. He's not resigning as an MLA, he's just going as First Minister of the DUP. Now, there are some people within uh, the DUP saying that the party needs stability, and it, it does, it clearly does. Uh, for a party that only ever had three leaders, I believe, uh, maybe four, up to this point, uh, to have three in the space of four or five weeks once we get through the final... Uh, the final death rattle of Edwin Poots' leadership as the election of a new leader draws near again, or potentially the anointment if any one candidate stands. Um, this is like Piccadilly Circus, if you haven't seen a bus for an hour, and then three turn up at once. Um, and apparently a source is telling Jane McCormack of the BBC that the party needs stability, and Jeffrey, that's Jeffrey Donaldson, is stability, the party needs to stop this nonsense and coalesce. That coming from a tweet yesterday evening from Jane McCormack. Um, and Jeffrey Donaldson looks like being a strong candidate and a, a strong favourite now to replace Edwin Poots, the man who beat him three weeks ago. Um, what does it mean? Well, if we ask other party leaders, um, if we ask... Colm Eastman, who is the leader of the SDLP, that's the Social Democratic and Labour Party, who is sort of the, the second string nationalist party behind Sinn Féin, he tweeted, he is sick of the soap opera. We're in the middle of a pandemic, waiting lists are skyrocketing, rocketing, sorry. our economy is in crisis, maybe it's time for some grown-up politics. And I don't think that will be an uncommon opinion in Northern Ireland. Uh, the leader of the Ulster Unionist Party, Doug Beattie, um, who was only recently elected himself, said the situation was inevitable. Um, he said it doesn't matter who the leader of the DUP is because they will face the same critical issues which were negotiated on their watch. Um, obviously, the Ulster Unionists need to take seats away from the DUP to become the biggest Unionist party again. They used to be. Uh, they haven't been for some time now, I think, uh, well over a decade, probably closing in on, on about 20 years. They haven't been the largest Unionist party. Um, and, of course, this now 
means that uh, some things are just not going to happen. Um, this is... Um, well, stopping the North-South Ministerial Council. That was going to go ahead in Armagh on Friday, or, well, rather... Uh, well, I think today, actually, technically, because today is now Friday. Um, but that is something that's not going to happen, and that was something that is going to be missed, really, from uh, from the calendar, because it we do need more cross-border cooperation between Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland, especially as we are in this uncomfortable and perhaps, if you ask the right sources, unworkable position on Brexit with the, the different policies and protocols that are in place. If the EU and the UK can't together come up with a way to bridge the impasse, maybe Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland can get around it in a, a more informal or limited way. Now, just to, to close this out, we knew that this was going to come to a head. We knew that Sinn Féin wanted the, the Irish Language Act, and we knew that the DUP would be somewhat resistant to it. Um, Sinn Féin think they can have the DUP in an election at the moment. They, they think that the um, wobbling... Unionist party is is on the ropes, and I think they can go in for a sucker punch and maybe, for the first time, be the largest party in a an executive coalition. But we didn't expect Eben Putz's leadership to end this soon. Um, he ended up not bringing his party with him, and many of the members who supported him when he won three weeks ago just left. And after the the vote, um, which there was actually a special sitting um, of the Assembly planned, and this was in a meeting beforehand. They didn't even get to the vote on it. Um, the DUP MLAs voted 24 to 4 against the nomination of Paul Given as First Minister. Now, all of this could be immaterial, because Brandon Lewis, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, at the meetings yesterday evening, or rather uh, Wednesday evening into Thursday morning, said that um, via Westminster they will introduce a new, an Irish language act by October if it has not been introduced by Stormont before then. Or rather, if it has not been introduced by Stormont before, by October, then Westminster will get around to implementing one. So all of this could be completely immaterial if that's the, the big sticking point but it does mean that Owen Poots is out. Paul Given, his position as First Minister, looks like it's going to be on the way out as well. It all depends on who the new leader of the DUP is. If it's Geoffrey Donaldson, then he may well have to nominate someone to be the First Minister. Will it be Paul Given? Um, maybe it will be as a stopgap between Geoffrey Donaldson perhaps coming back to Stormont to sit as an MLA and become First Minister himself. We don't know. Um, we don't even know if Jeffrey Donaldson will be the next leader of the DUP. And if he is, maybe he will last longer than three weeks. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. The second for today. How lucky are you? 
And if you did enjoy today's episode, please really give us a rating wherever you can or whichever app you find these podcasts. And any feedback is more than appreciated. If you want to get in touch, you can get in touch by going on Instagram, which is at politics.unboxed. On Twitter, it is at politicsu. And on Facebook, politicsunboxed. Um, if you want to get in touch via email, you can just email politics.unboxed.outlook.com. Or you can go onto our website, which is www.politicsunboxedpodcast.wordpress.com and follow any contact forms there. Uh, the website also includes everything Politics Unboxed, so podcasts, blogs, and any other announcements that I might make about the platform, although they will be shared onto other social media sites as well. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the podcast, which will be on Monday. But until then, thank you for listening. And goodbye. Mm-hmm.